Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. When I think of Ida Lupino, the Hollywood actress turned director, I always think of tennis. That's because of the odd 1951 tennis movie she directed, the one with the catchy title, Hard, Fast, and Beautiful, one of the few actual tennis movies made in the history of films. From the very moment you were born, I knew you were different. It's a story of a memorably pushy mother, played by Claire Trevor, who sees her daughter as a kind of tennis machine and meal ticket. Remember that smile, Florence. Whatever happens, smile, darling. It was one of a half dozen or so similarly odd, low-budget, independently made, black-and-white films Lupino directed around that time. She was only the second woman to be inducted into the Directors Guild of America. But perhaps to make the all-male film crews more comfortable, she nicknamed herself Mother on the set. Ida Lupino started as an actress, having been born in 1918 in Britain into a showbiz family, going back literally for 300 years. Her parents and grandparents and all her aunts and uncles and her sister, they were all actors, comedians, dancers, and she acted in films from almost the very beginning. They used to call it the English Jean Harlow. Don't forget that she started acting when she was about 14 years old. Ali Acker is a filmmaker and author of Real Women, The First 100 Years. She reminds us that Lupino took a part away from her own mother, Connie Emerald. Connie went up for part, and the director looked at her 13-year-old daughter, and he said, I think we're going to use her. Lux presents Hollywood. After 10 good years as a young star in England, she traveled to America. She acted in radio dramas. I can make you happy, my darling. Make me, please. You'll never regret letting me try. I'll, I'll be your slave. She acted in movies. She was still just a kid in her early 20s, but she knew who she was. By all reports, when Paramount offered her the part of Alice in Wonderland, she didn't exactly see it as her big break. You can't play naive if you're not, she said, and refused the role. Rather, she played tougher, more world-weary roles, like the one opposite John Garfield in Out of the Fog. Who would have thought on a pier in the middle of winter girl like you. How do you know what kind of girl I am? She played loyal, world-weary girlfriends, as in High Sierra, opposite Humphrey Bogart. What's the matter? Oh, Roy, please don't send me back to L.A. Please don't. I want to stay with you. Please, Roy, don't. She did celebrated work later in Roadhouse as Lily Stevens, a tender but world-weary nightclub singer, using her foggy, distinctive voice. It's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. But even she admitted she was a kind of poor man's Betty Davis. So set him up, Joe. And there were obstacles. You know, she wasn't the most beautiful woman in the movies. She wasn't tall and imposing. Janine Basinger is head of film studies at Wesleyan University. She doesn't have a lot of the big assets that you might think of for movie stardom, but she made it work. She was... This tiny five-foot-two, adorable, but hard-hitting kind of actress, and they really didn't know what to do with her. So there was a long period that she was out of work. And basically, she couldn't stand it. And she said, this is quite enough. I'm going to make my own films now. 
So in 1949, she and her husband formed an independent production company called The Filmmakers. People tend to overlook how groundbreaking that really was. She was a genuine movie star, and she became a genuine film director, but she was also a writer and a producer. She was a hyphenate before they invented the term, you know, in the late 40s, and she's a woman. It's pretty astonishing, really. Within a six-year period, she directed seven features, each of them made for less than $160,000, without studio backing, without studio sets, mostly without famous actors, treating highly unusual subjects. Among them, that tennis movie, Hard, Fast, and Beautiful, about the ambitious, ruthless mother, and some even less likely productions. Such as Outrage, about a rape, but with the emphasis on the long-term effects of the attack on the victim. Never Fear, about the effects of polio on a young dancer. The Hitchhiker, a dark drama which I'm told is taught often in colleges now. Because it's a really good example of a late 1940s, early 1950s, independent, low-budget movie that was very successful, that's very tough and gripping, and that shows that with a minimum of money and going on location, that you could get the audience on the edge of their seats. You guys are going to die, that's all. Just a question of when. Martin Scorsese described these half-dozen or so low-budget Lupino films as little chamber pieces. What is at stake in Lupino's films is the psyche of the victim, he wrote, calling her work resilient and essential. But she didn't stop there. After her film company and her marriage ran out of steam, Lupino became the most prolific woman director for hire in history. She did thrillers. She did psychodramas. She did Twilight Zone. She did Gunsmoke. She became so well-known as a hard-hitting director. She had a hard time getting anybody to let her direct a love story. And finally, the GE Television Theater gave her a shot at directing a love story with um, Ronald Reagan, which was her first and last love story. But somehow, it's that tennis movie that's always stuck with me. Lupino always said it was based in reality. Was that awful mother her mother? Maybe it's that bizarre title. What exactly does hard, fast, and beautiful refer to? The tennis ball? Life on the courts and off? Or maybe it refers to Ida Lupino herself. Hard, she was, and she knew it. Fast? Well, her rise to stardom, still in her early 20s, was pretty snappy, and she mastered directing in no time flat. Beautiful? Sure, in her own way. She played a good game. For WNYC, I'm Sarah Fishcock.